0: what is up everybody it is sunday november 22nd here we're talking here early morning uh i'm dino juan
1: i'm Derek gasella andrew reeks
0: and uh, yeah we have a lot to talk about here with the nba going on this week so this is the meanders podcast um yeah let's start off with the uh, winners and losers of the nba huh
1: yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll kick that off for you guys here. Let's talk about Golden State. Big loser this week. Um, Clay Thompson out again, probably out for the season. Uh, injury to his uh, right leg. I believe it was the Achilles. I'm not sure if either of y'all can vouch for that. But yeah, it's probably going to be uh, a season-ending injury. Um, and, you know, the Warriors were expected to bounce back hard this season. Uh, we're ring chasing again, so we're not sure exactly how that's going to affect them in the, in the season, but... It's definitely going to be negative.
0: War? So are you a Cavs fan, Warriors fan? What's going on here? I uh, thought – Well, I'm I mean, a Cavs yeah.
1: fan, but, I mean, you got to expect a lot from the Warriors, especially with their whole roster was supposed to be coming back this season, you know?
0: No, uh, definitely. Um, with Klay coming back and Steph coming back and Draymond coming back, I always thought that I could always see the Warriors coming back and, like, reclaiming their throne – especially with the add additions of James Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins. I, I always thought, and you know, I just assume keeping that kind of same core and then adding these, these guys brought a lot of volume to the team. You know, Andrew Wiggins' uh, athleticism really like brought, I thought, energy to the team. I feel like that could have been really a, a good move, especially with James Wiseman in the front court, really just kind of tearing it up on the defensive and offensive end um so yeah no it's a big hit for the Warriors for sure losing Klay Thompson
1: I mean nonetheless their team they still got a strong team I don't think it's really gonna affect them all that much but might might hurt them a little bit later down the lines during playoffs
2: yeah absolutely I don't think uh I don't think the Warriors are gonna miss the playoffs this next season but they definitely haven't reestablished the dynasty that I thought they were going to so It'll, it'll be interesting to see going forward. Um, the addition of Andrew Wiggins and Steph Curry coming back healthy, you can't really count them out. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, definitely a loss losing Clay Thompson after the ACL tear to a Achilles injury. It's just yeah. it's very unfortunate.
0: Yeah, two seasons. He, he's, he's robbed two seasons. I mean, everybody really hates the Warriors, let's be real. But no one really hates the players of the Warriors. I'm going to be real. And, you know, they hate the aspect of people winning so much and, like, Having, like, all these preliminary stars on one team just fucking balling out. Uh, but you really got a feel for Clay Thompson, man. The man just wants to hoop. And he's a great, great hooper. I'm telling you, like, probably top five best shooters in NBA history. And to see him just, like, get the, the short end and the stick really sucks. Um, so definitely prayers pray up to, uh, to Clay Thompson. But um, let's really, 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 really talk about what I want to talk about, huh? <clears throat> which i'm talking about charlotte all right absolutely charlotte went crazy this week okay first off we drafted Lamelo. that was big that was big market you know the market's gonna blow up now and it shows and then we draft and that draft (laughs) signed gordon hayward all right signing gordon hayward was big it was like a four-year like 120 million dollar deal um you know boston fans are really happy about it they're saying like take hayward uh which, which are your thoughts? I think Hayward's a great uh, addition to Charlotte.
2: I agree. I think that Hayward is a great addition to Charlotte. Um, the numbers that Hayward put up last season were very uh, reflective of the numbers he put up like pre injury Hayward. So he's looking good. He's looking like the the late Utah Jazz uh, Gordon Hayward. So that should be exciting. Uh, the Hornets have made some big moves here. And you can't, you can't take too much, you can't put too much credit on Celtics fans because the Celtics, they can't seem to, uh, They can't hold a star. They can't. As soon as someone gets the max, they leave uh, Boston. Nobody wants to play there. Yeah, why does everybody hate Boston? Boston (laughs)
0: Everybody hates Boston. All I want to say, though, the Boston Twitter blew up talking shit about Charlotte, saying, hey, Charlotte must really like Boston's
2: leftovers.
0: Uh, Who's your starting quarterback for the Patriots? Uh, Who's your starting quarterback for this fucking Celtics? That's what I thought.
2: (laughs) But, yeah, uh, Celtics fans. Delusional, as always. Um, you Same know. as Heat
0: fans. Same as Heat fans.
2: Same as Heat fans and, uh, you know, L.A. fans. But, uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see for sure. I think the the Hornets are clear winners out of the draft and free agency with, uh, you know, LaMelo and Gordon Hayward. And I'm sure there's more moves yet to come. I think they've really uh, legitimized themselves as a playoff team here. So we'll see. That's we'll what see I'm what happens. I'm excited I honestly... about the future of the Hornets.
1: I think we're going to have to wait to see on that winner uh, verdict there, because LaMelo ball, y'all haven't, I, I'm not sold yet. You know, all the hype it's there, you know, people want to see him. They're going to get that. They're going to get more revenue. They're going to get uh, ticket sales, Jersey sales, whatnot. It's, I mean, he's a big, big player. That's going to make them a lot of money on the court. I don't know if he's ready. Um, And that's just my personal opinion. I don't know if he's ready. I think I think he's got a lot of work to do to play on the NBA level. You know, he has played professional, but I don't think he's there yet. Uh, I think it's going to take him a little bit of time if if he'll ever get there.
0: Two years ago, (laughs) two years ago, I definitely would have uh, agreed with you. Definitely, like, four years ago, whenever, like, he, he scored that, like, 92 points at Chino Hills, when it was, like, basically, like, 80% all cherry picks, I kind of thought he was really nothing, just kind of like a Julian Newman, just uh, a, a person who had clout and wasn't really good at basketball. But, I mean, he really proved me wrong um, in these past years. And, I mean, his development is insane. He he played, even though he didn't play, like, what he expected to uh, overseas, he did go there, showed out, played with grown ass men uh, and played great. I think also, you know, he, he grew in size and skill level. It went just out the roof. The ceiling was just uh, untapped. Cause I thought it was always going to be that he was never going to be better than Lonzo. It was going to be around that Lonzo level, but he really proved that like, he, he's going to be something different. He's going to be better than Lonzo. And I think that having, being the youngest child uh, of that ball family and getting to experience what, you know, like the insider info of Lonzo, Kind of like tell them how the NBA is gonna look like LiAngelo, um, setting the example of what not to look like. Uh exactly. <laughs> I think you that more of a perfect is the, environment. Is the perfect specimen <clears throat> to, to to be the best ball brother there is. Um, so I'm very excited about the Lamelo pick. Um it's just exactly what Charlotte needed, honestly, just star power, just, just something to to be like, wow, fucking Queen yeah. City's lit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So
0: I, I think that's a – I think this is a great move for Charlotte. Charlotte went
2: crazy. <clears throat> it's really, yeah, it really could be the shot of life that Charlotte needs to really jumpstart the franchise because year after year they make improvements, but they haven't really made a leap. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm really, um, I was, you know, I've been down on LaMelo a little bit. I didn't, I wasn't expecting him to be too great, but I'm I'm really impressed by the way that he's carried himself. I think that goes along with, you know, what you said, being the younger brother of LaMelo. Uh, lonzo and liangelo i think that he saw through all their trials and tribulations and he just he seems to carry himself with a lot of confidence he seems really happy to be in the league it'll it'll be interesting to see i'm excited
0: and that's big i i, uh, I think anybody who doesn't play basketball really doesn't understand like even any any level of basketball you would understand that confidence is a big thing in basketball Like if you don't you don't feel confident about your gameplay you're not going to play well and that really goes for any other sport you really need like that kind of sense of confidence not ego Necessarily, but just the confidence of saying like, yeah, I can get this shit done. I know like my skill set level, I can get this shit done at this level, and I think Lamelo has that. Like, you know, we we kind of saw Lonzo kind of get dragged into it by his dad. You know, like he he was saying it, he was feeling it, but his dad was really carrying all the weight of like, you know. And then that that Lonzo had a cash in the checks that his dad's wrote, and I think Lon Lavar did a perfect job with Lamelo now by shutting the fuck up. And then exactly. La- Lamelo really talk and, and speak for himself, so that's why I'm just assuming that Lamelo is gonna have a way high, yeah, higher higher La- ceiling than uh, Alonzo in the league.
1: Lamelo surely does not lack confidence. Um, that's one thing that he is uh, chock full of, especially with all the hype he's been in, all the publicity he's been getting over the past few years. So I mean, if if confidence really does play such a strong factor, and I mean it really does, you know, looking back at previous superstars, MJ, LeBron, there. I mean, everybody. Their their confidence, like that's one of the main things you notice about them is how confident they are about their game. And um, yeah, I mean it it'll definitely be interesting to see how this this season unfolds and see see what happens. Are y'all thinking rookie of the year though? What are y'all feeling about that? This is a
0: this is a, a star studded draft class, in my opinion. Um so it definitely we're really is really gonna see. Um, you know, um I, I can see LaMelo becoming a, a candidate rookie of the year easily throughout the season but we really have to see I think Anthony Edwards um, is going to be crazy this year especially going to play on the Minnesota team so he's going to definitely get a lot of touches I feel like uh, they won't rob him from that there's not really much competition over there for you know uh, player efficiency and ball dominance uh, over there than you would expect from any other league team yeah
2: I agree I think uh, the Timberwolves have Put a lot of cards in Anthony Edwards' basket here going forward. Um, the re-signing of Ricky Ru or the reacquirement of Ricky Rubio could be huge going forward. Um yeah, that's, and, that's a bit you know, exciting to see Rubio back in Minnesota. Exactly, because along can put... with a talented rookie, uh, yeah, it should be should be interesting. No,
0: no, no, no I definitely agree. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns going to be on there too, and then you can finally put Delo as more like an offensive threat, kind of more like um, he doesn't have to control the ball. We can let Rubio really have the ball uh, handling priorities and you're gonna let the D- uh, D- kind of work his magic with a cat and like you know have that pick and pop kind of aspect that kind of like good chemistry and then you can let Rubio distribute the ball however he wants to I think that's gonna be perfect for Minnesota but um you know uh this podcast might be kind of go down and up like a little roller coaster so we're kind of going up so I think we going to reach the ceiling right here with the Charlotte News let's talk about um DC I DC, they resigned signed Bertans. That was huge. That was, that was really, really huge. But let's talk about the big news. That was like kind of the rumors of this week. John Wall wants to leave. Um, I know that Garrett's a big DC fan. So, I mean, do
2: you really care about John Wall leaving? You know, it's, it's a bit of a tough pill to swallow. I think that when DC fans heard that John Wall wanted out, John Wall had requested a trade, everybody was a little bit hurt. Um, um, I'm, I'm in contact with a ton of DC fans and, uh, yeah, everybody was it was it was a shocking a shocking story to hear for sure. Personally, I you know, I, I would not be I'm not going to cry if John Wall leaves, it's not going to be the end of the world, but I don't think that John Wall is leaving this season just because I don't think honestly any team wants to take on that contract given his, you know, past couple of seasons and in his injury history. Um so yeah, I think we really kind of the the Wizards organization may have shot ourselves in the foot by letting these John Wall and Russell Westbrook groomers break because I think that's really what, um, what's upset John Wall here was that just like the fact that they thought we were going to trade him and the fact that those rumors did break. So um, that's very interesting. Uh, I would say regardless of the John Wall story, the Wizards are uh, early winners here in the draft and free agency. I'm satisfied with our uh, draft picks. We got Cassius Winston from Michigan State, who, uh, I mean, I don't know if he's got, you know, NBA-level defense, but he should be a good leader um hopefully can pick up from our other good guards our uh Denny was a good draft pick I'm obviously kind of unsure about how he's going to produce but I'm confident um and the re-signing of Bertans was huge I really didn't think that DC was going to be able to keep him there I thought he'd get a bigger deal somewhere else so the fact that we signed him for the deal that we did I think it's a steal.
0: Uh, Facts oh my god that is a fact Bertans is like I mean, he's up there as the best shooter in the league right now. I mean, he he's shooting at what we can call like Lillard range. Yeah. But we really should be calling it Breton's range since Berton's is really the one that's been shooting there all the time. Lillard kind of just with the pull up. The Breton's kind of sets himself up there. He's a half shooter. Yeah. You know, and he, and he he showed himself, especially in that three point competition. Wait, I mean, he hit he hit those four point shots like it was nothing. Like that shit is fucking warm ups to him. So you already know. Um, he switches the four out great. It'd be a great addition. Uh, you anyway, know it is a great addition for the Wizards to keep him. uh Hopefully they can keep John Wall though too. I definitely think that all these rumors with John Wall and Russell Westbrook is just so stupid. I think it's a bad trade for both of them. I mean what what beneficial gain do you get from getting John Wall when you lease out Russell West, uh, Westbrook uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook and vice versa? I mean they' are they're typically the same guard. Uh, John Wall, uh, pass first point guard more than Russell Westbrook, that's for sure. Um, both of them really are not X factors to any team becoming a championship contender, I feel like. I think they're just pieces, uh, valuable pieces, yes, for sure. They have, the you know, their household names. So I think that's also a big factor, too, because, I mean, everybody wants to talk sure. about talent, but we really, the NBA is a business. So moving around these players that have high-quality names is also, like, a big, big, big thing. You have to understand that people really like people like John Wall and Russell Whisper with these dynamic personalities that can really like come to a team and make them seem better you know it doesn't necessarily mean that they're better but it makes them seem that they're better so uh but I mean like as I'm saying the Rockets and huge uh, Rockets and uh Washington making this deal does not make any sense to me
2: yeah I agree I don't I don't see why either front office would make this deal um I mean the Rockets are reeling a little bit I would say it's a little they're a little bit in shambles over there it's a lot of uncertainty about the next season especially considering the past couple of seasons of success they've had under uh, Mike D'Antoni it'll just be very interesting to see I think the Rockets uh, yeah I don't know I think that trade doesn't make any sense I completely agree Um, I don't think that with John Wall or Russell Westbrook you make your team any more legitimate of a contender for a title run especially considering the superpowers that are in um, the league next season namely like the Nets and the Lakers um so yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see I don't think we'll see a we'll see a trade for John Wall here um I'll be very interested to see where Westbrook ends up because as a basketball fan I would not want Westbrook on my team you know I like Westbrook I think the numbers he's put up are very impressive but I don't think that he's going to legitimately make any team a legitimate contender so I'm sure he will go or I don't think he wants to stay in Houston but who knows what's going to happen over there and Texas
0: no I agree agree uh, staying in Texas uh staying in Houston too Yeah, uh, another player that you know reportedly really wants to leave um superstar James Harden thinking really thinking about either Nets or 76ers what do you think is the best choice for him uh either go to these two teams or staying in Houston I know we got, um we got Harden boy over here <laughs> the Harden shirt I am
1: rapping, so I, I yeah. suppose I could start us off here okay, let me let me hear. um you know, honestly, I think it's pretty plain and simple. I think the Sixers – I mean, if he was to choose one of these two teams, I think the Sixers would obviously be the uh, the better choice. Um, just because the Nets, they have too many – they have too much star power already on their team right now. Um, the, the ball time, I just don't see it working out. And we talked about this last podcast as well. Uh, James Harden likes to hold the ball. Uh, he likes to kind of run the floor um, and – Kyrie likes to run the floor. I mean, Kyrie obviously is, is comfortable being, uh, working with the superstar, but I, I don't see him working well with two superstars, being Kevin Durant and James Harden. Um, I think I think the Nets right now, as they are, um, are, are pretty set up for success in this this upcoming season. Um, but I think really the 76ers would be the best choice for James Harden at this point. Facts, facts.
0: Um... <clears throat> I kind of agree with you as well. I mean, honestly, it's it's hard to think about James Harden going in the Nets, especially after they re-signed Joe Harris. So I can't really see them getting them now, unless they're re-signing Joe Harris to put him in the deal, which would make sense since you know he only signed for like it was like it was like a two three or four year like fifty yeah, million dollar deal. It was it was grand. it was a it was a short contract, short and and, and sweet. Um, and but then like you know, the 76ers, what would they give up, really? Uh, I you know, would Ben or Embiid be part of the package? Um, you know, Al Horford already left. Um, so you can't really you know think about grabbing another superstar when you need help on your front court at the moment, just because you can't re- you really gotta worry about Embiid's health. I would say, in a sense that you really gotta acquire players that can play around these two players, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, as well as help them out on their down years. I feel like James Harden would just kind of create that problem as if they're both, if Ben and Embiid are both playing bad, James Harden is just most likely to play bad as well. We need the next factor that can bring the team up. Like, you know, I thought, like, Jimmy Butler was a really good addition because he didn't really, like, fucking care about who was a star who's not. He just wanted to hoop. Yeah. I, I feel like James Harden has the tendency to crumble when other stars around him crumble too or, like, when he doesn't get the help he needs –
2: we have seen this
0: exactly. So, yeah. um, I, I just think the best move would definitely be James Harden to to move, that's for sure. Because I mean, we've we seen the the rocket project, the rocket project has not amounted to much. Um, so, so I definitely think the change of scenery for both parties would be the, the optimal choice. But seeing James Harden move east and you know, these two teams, I don't really see much future any of it. Rather would, than like, I have to agree Billy. with that, yeah.
2: Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it ends up. I think that provided James Harden can go on, you know, um, can, is willing to sacrifice part of his game and sacrifice part of his touches, they could potentially make something really beautiful in uh, Brooklyn or even uh, uh, Philly, even though I, you know, I personally don't have a whole lot of nice things to say about Philadelphia sports. Mm -hmm. But uh, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if if James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are all willing to take, you know, a little bit of a hit to their game and mesh their games together, we could see something like uh, the Miami Heat big three in Atlanta or Miami. Wow. In Brooklyn. Um, So it'll be it'll be interesting to see for sure. I don't see uh, the D'Antoni era is done in Houston. I don't think James Harden stays there. I don't think uh, unless he really just wants to run the team and score a lot of points and not be a legitimate contender. I don't think he stays there. And I think at this point in his career, James Harden really wants a ring. So it'll just be interesting to see how it ends up. Um, it. I agree with you guys that it would be a hard match for sure with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. James Harden is the most ball do- one of the most ball-dominant guards in the league, like needs the ball in his hands. Kyrie Irving can definitely take a backseat. We've seen that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Kevin Durant has proven that he can mesh with superstars well, so I'm not Absolutely. too worried about Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant will play a legitimate role in any team he's on. He doesn't need the ball in his hands as much as other guys because he's just that cold-blooded of a shooter and all that. He's just oh,
0: a great he's player. But, his own 20, 20, 25 any any day of the week, and you know he also likes so uh, you know he likes way better than uh, you know competition anyways.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: But, I mean, all I want to say, though, is that if James Harden goes to the Nets, though, they got to do a Medusa uniform kit colorway for all the snakes that they have on the team. <laughs>
2: There's definitely an opportunity there, for sure. Yeah, you
0: know, that would look hard. I, that would look hard. You know, you all switch up some teams. Uh, let's talk about who, who do you think was the winner in, in L.A.? You know, um, so Lakers sign Montrez Herald. they lose Dwight Howard um they re-sign fucking KCP I don't know I don't, I don't know I don't know about that um and they lose Rondo uh Ron Owens goes to Hawks um Howard goes to 76ers totally forgot about that we saw about the 76ers anything about Howard right there <laughs> but um that's an x-factor right there I think that's definitely it they got that so they might be sending up for a James Harden piece who knows who knows In the I Philly. don't
2: I don't really, you know, I don't buy into a lot of the values these Lakers players are getting now that, you know, one season with LeBron James, you win a title, all of a sudden you have this much value on the trade market yeah, or right. in free agency, you know. I watched Dwight Howard come to DC and do absolutely nothing, help our team in absolutely no way. And that was right after a very promising season in Charlotte, you know. So I think Dwight Howard's one of those guys that's really on again, off again. And I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have I wouldn't want him on my team. I don't I think that's not a great signing i think um,
1: lebron james tends to have that effect on whatever team he plays on really yeah i think he if brings you're a lot of value and <laughs> shares it with the with the other players on that yeah. team yeah a lot of spotlight the ultimate as well. team
2: player like I... he, he always makes his teammates that much better <clears throat> and yeah it's it, it's very interesting um that just like the amount of hype that the lakers players get after you know getting a championship with lebron james
0: yeah, hear me out here so um drafted lebron on Cleveland and it's in Zhao, right? He, Chris Anderson, Birdman, yeah, Cleveland, Tristan Thompson, and then Lakers, Javel McGee, and Dwight Howard. LeBron has a sense of having really, really just un- underwhelming centers at his front court, and he does make them look really good to the, the point where they are valuable in the trade market. So we have to address that, right? Because I mean, everybody I mentioned right there. I mean, uh, aside from Birdman, really came up from LeBron. Because Birdman yeah. did his own thing in Denver, and he came to play with LeBron, and and that that didn't go out the way that Birdman wanted it to. But I feel like he really did make a difference, and there got a uh, ring. I mean, he did his thing.
2: Definitely, I don't. But, yeah, Birdman never would have won a ring without LeBron. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's for uh, sure. But yeah, no, you know, I was just saying that LeBron does have that that kind of. Um, floor a general mentality of making people better around him. And we, you know, we just had to see. So Dwight Howard is just one of those aspects. I mean, he, he really took the fall from grace uh, after leaving the Magics. And, and, you know, LeBron didn't necessarily revive his career, just made him more uh, appealing to the market. I think that was big. So um, yeah, I'm going up there. Definitely a big backup for Drill and Bead. Like I was saying, Drill and Bead, uh, injury prone kind of guy, uh, has a tendency to um, like, just becoming inconsistent in a, in a stretch of time and then become great again. So I feel like there's such a times where he's inconsistent and Dwight Howard can go in there and really like cause a factor.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely could make a big difference. Um, yeah, I'm not, not huge on Joel Embiid. I mean, he's a very talented player. Uh, he really played well in the playoffs last year, even though, uh, they Philly really fell a little short, um, from where I think they would have should have ended up, uh, Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how Dwight Howard fits into that uh, situation and how Philly is going to come out of free agency, whether they land another star, whether they are able to maintain Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. uh, There's a lot of moving parts there in Philly. So I think Philly may be looking a lot different next season than it did in this past season.
1: Most definitely.
0: Most definitely. um, We'll we'll, we'll go back to L.A. Um, I know we lost a train of thought right there, but uh, L.A., they lose out Dwight Howard. They lose out – Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo, um, but they acquire Montrez Herald. They get, you know, re-sign re- re- KCP. I'm going to reiterate this because they signed him for a three-year, $40 million deal. Um, this makes no sense. just makes no fucking sense. Um, they had Dennis Schroeder. And, um, yeah, so then the Clippers also go ahead. Uh, they lose out Montres Herald, but they pick up Serge Ibaka. Uh, big deal. They still got, you know, Kawhi. They got um, Landry Shamit. Um, you know, Pat Bev, you know, playoff P. Um, <laughs> so uh, winner and loser of L.A., We all got?
2: Um, out of the L.A. teams, you know, it would be hard to not paint the winner as the Lakers just because the addition of Montrez Harrell is huge. Montrez Harrell is a great player and definitely a, uh, an energizer that could help that second unit or I don't know how they're going to play him. I don't know whether they're going to rotate him in and out of the first unit. I don't really know how the Lakers run their uh, lineups, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think uh, the LA Lakers definitely take the win of the LA teams. The Clippers, they haven't lost too much, but I don't think they're any more legitimate than last year, probably less so. Yeah, I mean, they
0: resigned. Um, yeah, all depending, more. right?
1: On, yeah. on moves and whatever happens here in the distant in yeah. future. But I would definitely have to agree with you there with uh, Lakers taking that win.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, th- both those are pretty decently or you know obviously the la lakers huge market size but even the clippers have the ability to land big free agents and there's there's big free agents on the market still um and i you know i'm not setting you know i don't know that anthony davis is really gonna resign so set on i mean he, he did should he resign, did opt out the deal he wants I mean, the ring but yeah, i feel was, like you know why would he opt out of the deal
0: he's trying to get uh, more money but i think it hurts more ladies, ladies, but, in yeah. a way but you, you never know they could be just like rehashing a deal so they can't extend sure. Caruso you know yeah you never know like because I mean
2: <laughs> there's definitely no, no. stuff going on behind closed doors over there
0: yeah honestly though um I I do see Anthony Davis resigning so I didn't really talk about that I I can't I can't see him going anywhere else I don't feel like no teams I, I mean every single team will bid for him that's for damn sure but I mean I can't really see him go anywhere else I can't even see him like yeah.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't thinking, make any sense for him to leave now. Else. Exactly. I don't After think any this, team yeah.
2: gives him more – I don't think there's <laughs> any team that gives him more of a chance to win and be successful, so <clears throat> you guys are probably right.
0: Um, let's talk about uh, Atlanta Hawks. I think Atlanta Hawks could dub this week. They signed – uh, Yeah, yeah, home team, home team, yeah. Atlanta boys out here. Um, yeah, they signed uh, Galinari and Rajon Rondo. Um, big picks, I think they're, um, you know, those uh, kind of pieces that are the veteran players that can teach the young players how to play more efficient ball. I feel like they're not really there to make a difference, but to yeah. improve the team, develop the team. Um, the, the, you know, the only way they know how, which is to play ball and let them boys kind of pick up on what, how they play and their, their demeanor. Because I think Gallinari is a, a very hardworking guy. I mean, he, he's so under the radar for most people, but he's a consistent uh 25 and five player i mean yeah. let's be real he, he's good um rajon rondo is a, is a leader um so i think trey young's gonna learn a lot a lot a lot from this guy um how do
1: we think that's gonna that's gonna hash out the trey young and rajon um rajon's definitely gonna take the back seat they probably talked about it too because trey young mm-hmm. is the franchise he's
0: the face of Absolutely, Atlanta, yeah 100 him and john collins is that that duo that or is going to stick around a land because they're the face and they're going to get the, the contracts. They're going to get paid here. They they obviously love it here. Quavo loves them here. I mean, if Quavo loves them here, then then, you know, it's a done Quavo deal. Quavo
1: speaks for Atlanta. Quavo
0: speaks for Atlanta. All right. Quavo <laughs> speaks for Atlanta. The amigos are, are our boys. So, I mean, if you hear that Quavo, please come on our show. Um,
2: <laughs> I think – yeah, it'll be. I'm liking the moves Atlanta are making. There's no denying that they definitely needed some, you know, some veterans in the locker room. Um, yeah. I liked out Gallinari. I've always been a fan. The only gripe being that he's a little injury prone, so hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, but he's definitely a good player. The uh, those European players like Gallinari, uh, Saturanski, Luka Doncic, they're so fundamentally skilled yes. that like they can, they they just know so much fundamentals. They're very professional at their game and that's the same with Rondo as well. Like I feel like there's no way that adding Rondo to that team could hurt anybody at all. Rondo never hurts the team. He only, he only makes them better and he brings like some of the best veteran leadership and advice that any point guard could bring. So it's, yeah, it, it'll absolutely. be, it'll be interesting to see going forward. Not to mention that, you know, there's a little defensive presence there at the guard position that they never had.
0: Oh, that's hundred percent. And um, I know we need to talk about their draft pick, but their draft pick um, on Yike, the, the USC freshman guy that we were talking about that would have been a great pick for uh, Washington last week. Um, I think that's a great addition as well. So uh, the team is definitely one team that we're looking out for I think in my opinion.
2: I agree I think uh, yeah he's one of the most talented players out of this draft probably I think he's got it'll be he's got a very NBA ready skill set uh, got all the intangibles the athleticism the size so yeah that'll be that'll, some more defense they're adding as well I don't I'm excited about the Hawks next season. Hopefully, we can actually get into some games.
0: I agree. Yeah, definitely, definitely
1: agree. Um,
0: I think i time tell you one more time for uh, another loser and another winner. Y'all got one right here? Because I do, yeah, do I, got
1: one. Uh, I actually got one. Um, Oklahoma City. Uh, you would think loser, right? You haven't heard much going on from them, but they actually, did, yeah, they definitely lost Chris Ball when a trade, though. They got yeah, tons of first I picks. Think oh, actually, my God. The future set. sick. Yeah, I think winner because those those draft picks, sixteen yeah. draft picks stockpiled through 2026. First that's round draft in first picks.
2: rounders, Yeah, that's- exactly. Yeah, that's
1: that's insanity. They traded Stephen Adams over to the Pelicans as well.
0: I think um, I think uh, for the next five yeah. years, I think Sam Presti should probably announce the NBA draft rather than Adam Silver. Um, <laughs> so really? that's that's how yeah, that's how it is. But they they made smart moves. I think the future is is really now um no you know the advancements like technology and player developments and like just i mean have you seen a 15 year old You go outside go to high school see a fucking 15 year old kid they're a freaking beast think about that in the next three years dude and they're all going to be thunder players go to your local ymca man you see some guy hooping dunking on the little boys yeah that guy is gonna be a thunder player in about three years i am just letting you guys know
2: yeah because uh this is a rebuild from the likes that we we really haven't seen this strong of a rebuild attempt. You know, they really traded away all their, uh, all their next season success or like uh, upcoming season success for the future. And it's really exciting. You know, I don't know if any teams acquired such a pool of draft picks and was willing to part with uh, the cornerstones of their organization like that. So uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting. I'm, I'm excited about OKC and their future. They have quite a young team.
0: Were they the ones that picked up uh, Drew Holiday, or was Steven Adams just uh, one of the gifts <laughs> for um, a, a draft pick?
2: Um, I do know I, that Drew Holiday don't. left.
1: I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, that's a good question.
2: Yeah.
1: No,
2: no, no. Drew Holiday left. I don't think no, he was no, included no, in that deal. Yeah.
0: Drew Holiday, yeah. Drew Holiday goes to the Bucks, though. Uh, or, I think he's just moved around a bunch of tell. picks. But that's yeah. crazy, yeah. though, too, to see. Um, didn't even, didn't even really see that. True, Holly goes to the Bucks. I mean, I think that's a huge, huge move. Would y'all agree? They lost West Matthews. They kept Pat Connaughton. Um, you know, they still have Giannis. Still have Russell Sova. Still got Chris Middleton. I mean, Robin Lopez is still there. Uh, they're Robin still they're, they're a good is team. Is there not? Robin Lopez is Robin gone.
2: Lopez is on the Wizards.
0: Oh, oh. That <laughs> yeah, right. was another
2: another signing. Garrett does
0: with, with a smile with a smile. I think Robin Lopez even though he doesn't really do much, I think he's a defensive anchor and he I mean, Absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's not talk about the Shaq in the full moment that he had uh, mm-hmm. on defense or on offense, but um I think he's a he's a veteran guy, man. He's you know, he can teach the young players that y'all have um the NBA. So I think it's big. Um we should you, you got you to gotta know that sometimes players are 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 picked up not the ball but to to do more for the, the organization than just the ball. Um so yeah that's a yeah. good signing. But yeah
2: Absolutely. the Bucks. Yeah the Bucks um the what do you think the Bucks what I, I am surprised the Bucks were able to you know keep everyone they have and uh, losing Wes Matthews is not, you know, it's not the end of the world. I think Wes Matthews is a good player and he can Lakers. help out any team but he's a uh, he wasn't making that big of a difference on the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis as a centerpiece adding drew holiday is a huge move drew holiday is a really good guard really good defensively and a great playmaker so it'll just it'll be very interesting to see how the bucks come out next season because they've only gotten better i think they're a more legitimate contender i still don't think that um they have a a legitimate shot at winning the chip i don't doubt that they'll have one of the best records in the east maybe the best record in the nba but the playoff experience still just isn't there so we'll see how that ends up
1: absolutely what do you guys think about Stephen Adams though on the Pelicans? That might be a little a little scary. Stephen Adams screens plus Zion Williams cuts. I'm hoping that might I'm, be, uh, yeah. I'm It'd hoping that they're to gonna give
0: it. Steven Adams a bigger role. I think you know he's too nice of a guy. He went to the Thunder, and the Thunder gave him a role that he never expanded out of. He he always stood as that pick and roll pop player, rebounding uh off you know rebounding threat, but he really didn't expand his game like he should have. Um, so I think it was, a, it, was a, it was a terrific move for the Thunder to let him go and expand his game. I think uh, he's going to, you know, compliment that entire team really well just because he's a great yeah, dude. Yeah, and, like, the, I mean, the Pelicans are filled with great dudes. I think Josh Hart's a great dude. Zion Williamson, uh, you know, very great dude. J.J. Redick, if is, is he's still there, <laughs> a yeah. great
2: dude. I believe he is. Um, yeah. Very exciting. J.J. Redick so, played, played well Brandon Ingram, maybe if he stays.
0: Season. I mean, he's a great dude. Um, so I think that that kind of like genuineness that Stephen Adams gonna bring, you know, bring that locker room tighter, and I think that that team chemistry is all they're lacking to become a, a, a top tier team. Because you know you witness uh, me- the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, they're not really star studded, but like their chemistry is so unique and organic that they play well. They play well. Same with the Kings. Uh, you know, the speaking of the Kings. You know, De'Aaron Fox signs that big deal. That was awesome. Go go to Aaron. Yeah, go to Aaron for yeah. sure. Um, but, yeah, um, loser. Loser. Big, 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 big loser, in my opinion. <laughs> I think we all know, though. New York Knicks. New York big Knicks loser. drops eight players, create cap space for $40 million to sign a player. Uh, so far, they signed Alfred Payton, New Orleans Noel.
2: Yeah. Um... Their best
0: player is uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> so, big, big loser, I think. Uh, it's a uh...
2: – it's a tough time hey, over in New York. They've had a tough couple of years. Dolan, uh, yeah, gave the team know. away. Dolan gave the team away. Dolan gave it away. <laughs> yeah, they they really are having trouble. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of free agency left. I
0: think Gary's audio cut out again. Yeah, someone was um, cutting out. Yeah, I
1: don't
2: know if it was
0: me or not? But yeah, no, no, I, I think um yeah, New York took 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 um, t- an L. I mean, they take an L every year but
1: what do you I mean, you don't think yeah, Obi OB, Toppin's got I, anything to, yeah, to promise? I mean, that's what
0: I'm trying to say, Obi Toppin, but then like your best player is Julius Randle who like they're literally the same player. Yeah, they, they always do this not every really year. They set up for success. They do this every year where they come out and like they just literally just become straight stupid. Like they don't know how to pick a player. Like they 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 must have like a 5 10-year-old like little boy playing like NBA 2K21 franchise mode. Um <laughs> Making picks and then like these on pro like you know pro difficulty and he wins a championship and they're like oh you know we should probably follow you know follow his, his plan. This seems like a great that idea. Seems, yeah, I think that seems like a great idea. <laughs> what? Twenty million for KCP? I mean, if the Lakers will let him go. We'll, we'll definitely take him up. <laughs> Tight, type type asses. Do. No, they they're terrible. The front office is bad. Um, players don't want to play there um the only well, reason except, except to for OB obi Toppin.
1: obi Toppin couldn't have been more emotional and aesthetic yeah about he's gonna get so many touches so
0: many he's gonna play so yeah. much
1: yeah and he's a new he's a new york guy so that's probably the main reason but uh yeah
0: i'm i'm yeah. waiting the only thing in new york that i'm waiting for is to see freaking my man mitch uh get the fuck out of there so yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's for sure. Yeah, as we wrap things up, I would like to talk about, you know, a little bit about anything for the end of the show. Um, I'll, I'll start off right now. You know, we're going to dive off the sports aspect. Let's talk about uh, people's magazines, uh, putting Michael B. Jordan as most attractive man of 2020. Um, my thoughts? Really? Yeah, cap. <laughs> my thoughts, cap. All right, because there's one yeah, guy you, in you this world. You don't
1: think Michael B. Jordan's an attractive young fellow? Uh, I, he's an
0: attractive <laughs> fellow, all right? He, he was definitely very attractive in, in Creed. He was very attractive in Black Panther, all right? I thought the dots were very sexy, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, but we have to excuse Michael B. Jordan for my, like, I mean, this, this he's still out walking around this world. I mean, I see him on, on commercials every single day, man. Ryan fucking Reynolds. If, if it was my decision, Ryan Reynolds would win it every single fucking year. All right. That man is straight sexy. All right. I think yeah. that's what every single man wakes up and they, they aspire to be Brian fucking Reynolds.
1: <laughs> yeah, people tell me I look like Ryan Reynolds a lot. I see, it. like, I see it, I see it, I see it. It's really I weird, it. you know. It's like, it's, like, it's like a like a brother of mine. I see yeah. No, Gary, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. A little you bit of just you audio just missed piece. uh you just missed Dino's little spiel.
0: I think he was there for it. What do you feel about Michael B. Jordan? Because, uh, Yeah. Michael B. Jordan, 2020, people's most attractive man of the year?
2: You know, I think I think it's fair. You know, I think Michael nah. B. Jordan, he looks good. No, he you does, know, we does, can't does. lie. I mean, I don't – there's more attractive people out there. Like, I'm thinking, you know, Bradley Beal. But uh, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, he looks good. He deserves the title. It'll be – he can have his uh, – Little moment of clout. That's good.
0: I mean, all he's right. been clouting for the past five years. All right, damn.
2: No, you're right. He he really has been a huge name.
0: I mean, so. yeah, he deserves it though. He really came out and like just kind of ruled the, out of the Hollywood for a little bit. Actually, he made a bunch of blockbuster films. So go go him, go him, go him. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I got I got one for
1: you guys. The uh, let, me, let me hear it, Pope. The is, it, pope, is it him i already the, know I the the all holy pope yes he got caught with some sneaky fingers uh like a instagram models picture uh a half naked instagram model might i add, wearing a naughty schoolgirls outfit and he got caught liking one of the pictures so mr francis is uh you know he hasn't actually said anything yet they're uh, they're investigating it right now but i think we all know what happened i mean pope or not you you're a man um and he was probably yeah, what? he was going he through Instagram that's what and he saw he didn't mean. He he
0: didn't slide on his burner, all right. He he assumed he was on his regular account. All right? he pulled the KD, it's fine, all right. As <laughs> long as he didn't like a little boy's picture, I think the entire world will be will be fine. Yeah. yeah. Well Not they're good. they're making yeah. a big deal about it. It's it's yeah. kind of crazy. But. Yeah, if Pope Francis is out there, you know, liking um the Boy Scouts of America's pictures, then I think we'd have a problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that'd be good. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> classic. Um, but let yeah, let live, honestly.
1: Yeah, just let him live. Let you him know, live,
0: man. He's, he's, he's an old dude, man. I mean, yeah, like you, he's the pope, man. You think he goes home and does pope things? No, he goes home, cracks a beer open like the rest of us, dude. Slings on Pornhub, and you know, like spends twenty minutes finding a video and he'll do his thing. I right, just let the man do his thing. All right, everybody does it. All right, even girls do it too. Let's not be let not be um, sexist out here, okay? Or ageist. I mean, it is what it is. I'm saying. I right? I'm sticking with Francis. Francis is my man. Yeah, right. Fran- yeah, Francis is our boy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, totally. Um. This week, big week too, right? Thanksgiving. Um. I know. I know Thanksgiving is pretty much like the, uh, the pre-feast to Christmas, but, I mean, we all like to talk about what we're going to eat Thanksgiving. Uh, I know that I'm having a fried turkey. Probably going to have some lobster with that, too. My ba- my family's big on, on seafood uh, for for Thanksgiving, so I already know that we're going to have some kind of, like, weird, weird Thanksgiving going on. That
1: sounds phenomenal. I wish I was having seafood. Um, but I'm probably actually having um, – steak ham possibly turkey wow I, yeah well i go visit the family my stepmom is a, a professional chef so yeah. she she likes to outdo herself so i will definitely be eating well probably be in a coma for a couple of days afterwards i guess
2: let's um, all go to andrew's
0: house for thanksgiving yeah
1: yeah, yeah. y'all come on up He's the holy, but uh the
2: holy trinity of meats over there they, yeah. yeah
1: they do not lack and then not only that, it's not even that many people eating it. So we have leftovers for weeks. Uh, non stop Thanksgiving for, you know, a couple of weeks to follow. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited about that. Getting a little hungry just thinking about it right I'm now. I'm jealous. Be you. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> fucking hungry.
0: Damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys are
2: making me
0: hungry.
1: Uh, Tell me, whatever. Dino's having lobster. You know, I lobster. there's nothing I love more than a nice cut of lobster.
2: Yeah, some nice I mean, lobster on turkey on. day.
1: No. yeah that's that's a that's like exotic right there i mean i would that is extra probably have some
0: like white rice with it too i mean probably eat the turkey fire. with some
1: chopsticks um <laughs>
0: i don't be surprised do
1: you, do you guys be doing mac and cheese over there
0: yeah <laughs> we do mac and cheese mashed potatoes i mean we, we hey, do the whole yeah, nine yeah. yards of thanksgiving and then we add our little yeah. asian twist to it so that's always fire you know what i'm saying gives nice cultural appreciation to everything we can't, you know, always be all uh, Americanized. Sometimes we got to stretch out,
1: you know. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great to try to think.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Uh, oh, yeah. In the Gasella yeah. household, we're probably just eating a standard Thanksgiving, you know, turkey, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, collard greens, yeah. uh, stuffing. That's
0: the Gostela way. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, I already know it's still going to be good. Let's be real. I don't think anybody has a really bad Thanksgiving meal with, when they're spending time with their family. So that's no,
1: absolutely not. Exactly. Unless your family can't cook, and if if that's true, I, I feel bad for you.
0: I mean, but for then exactly. go to go to go to like Ryan's or like Golden Corral, like they'll get yeah. you yeah. right. Golden
1: Corral. <laughs> can you imagine? I'm like, <laughs> I bet you people hey. do. So no I, offense. I been, to go, been
0: to, I've been to Ryan's twice on Thanksgiving. Right, one with my actual right. family, but we were we were out of town. I right? we needed somewhere to eat, and there's no place open, so we went to Ryan's, and it was very good. Second time I had work, and I couldn't go back for Thanksgiving, so I ended up eating Ryan's with um, a couple of buddies of mine. So I will not lie to you, Ryan's Thanksgiving goes does go crazy, all right.
2: I think uh, last Thanksgiving, me and Dino actually had Chinese buffet, and we had tried to go to Golden Corral before. So we
0: did, yeah, we did. We, we went and um, we had some some uh, jasmine buffet, yep, in, in Columbia. <laughs> and it was good. No, it was, no,
2: no. It was a good Thanksgiving. I'll
0: say no, no. no. Cause I, I definitely do remember what happened. I think you came over for the week, and then um, I forgot that the frost turkey. <laughs>
2: exactly what happened.
0: That's <laughs> exactly well, what happened. I remember, exactly remember the talk I, about I the turkey, to then... the frosted turkey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we couldn't eat the turkey. Cody wasn't very happy with you at that moment. I remember that much. Yeah,
0: no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> all right, but I think that's
0: the all the time we have left, man. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to us. I'm Dino
2: and i'm garrett i'm andrew
0: yeah man you guys are listening to the meanders um we post stuff uh, on social media so follow us on the meander uh, or the official meander on instagram and twitter um we post uh podcasts every single sunday so come tune us in uh this week is thanksgiving so please 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 enjoy with your family sit back and just relax um you know it's 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 a holiday all about um Accepting and enjoying and spending time with family. So definitely go do that. All right, y'all.
2: Hell yeah. Everybody have a good fucking Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take it easy. All right, man. Take it easy now. Take it
2: easy. Peace out. Peace. Peace.